The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration. Whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer, it's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Monday morning to you. It is January 23rd, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Starting a brand new week. Oh, everyone had a wonderful weekend. I got a lot of football watching in yesterday. My San Francisco 49ers advancing. Yeah, and so I was very happy. And your career stopped advancing because your 49ers beat the Cowboys. That's right. Yeah, so Pat Ryan might be a little sour with you today. Yeah, well, you know, that's the way it goes. Somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. (laughs) Oh, what was that famous line? And remember the movie Moneyball, Uh, Brad Pitt? He talks about how he hates losing. In fact, he hates losing more than he loves winning. You know, if you ask, like, coaches or players what they remember more they it seems to be they remember the tough losses more than they remember the wins yes. for whatever reason it just those stick they with you they sting more yeah. i guess so uh well it a- was a good ask the trailblazers weekend. about ask the trailblazers about that last oh, night no doubt yeah, oh really was, yeah yeah hard loss. we'll we'll, we'll, t- we'll, we'll talk, talk about that i did yeah. watch though a little bit of your game just to kind of yes. keep up on it that was a tough i mean that was a yeah. tough hard played game for sure low scoring those mm-hmm. defenses were outstanding yeah and i mean a player two either way and the other team wins yeah. it was a tough game cowboys it's- played well i mean you know it was just one of those games like i said the niners made like two plays that made the difference that yep. was that was kind of the key but and maybe anyway. that home field advantage was just enough to lift might them. have been yep. might have been i don't know if they're going to get by the philadelphia eagles so <laughs> the eagles look really good so we'll we'll see but anyway how was your work you celebrated 21st birthday we did my my daughter amanda had a her birthday so we went out to, it was last week it's always hard to celebrate yeah. a birthday when it's midweek so exactly. we said we'll save it for uh the weekend went to one of the nicest restaurants we know there in vancouver some people would maybe be familiar with the cove the cove you would never know this restaurant is out it's like out on the end of this road where you're like this can't possibly be yeah out here and uh I, we're not the only ones we wanted to go out on saturday mm-hmm. uh, but the reservations were full right and so we said well we'll have to do it early sunday and uh, so we did we went out had a nice. beautiful meal got to celebrate with her and her husband and then came home had a little birthday cake and then i was on the couch snoring by yeah. eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah, that was it. You were done. So turning twenty-one, did she have uh, a alcoholic beverage? Given that she is legal age now, or did she? She's just not. no. She she's not a yeah. a drinker, you know, yeah. and that's good. I was not so much at that age either. She had a very pretty mocktail. A mocktail. It was nice. uh, yeah, yeah, a purpley mixture, citrusy. Yeah. They put a dried piece of fruit on there. It was beautiful. Oh, that's I'm like, cool. wow, I want one of those. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, lovely meal, celebrate with the family. Yeah. So busy weekend, got David. Yeah. 
Christmas decorations are hey, down. Hey, how about that? The boxes are all still in there. I worried about that all weekend for you. I did I too. sat there and just, I hope Brenda gets some I did. Uh, there's just a few things that have to kind of still get displaced. But yeah. yes, the boxes are all out there. But I have very specific instructions to the good deacon. Do not put those boxes away until I get home. Oh, okay. They have to go in. You need you, you have to know where they go. A specific order. Yeah. Yeah, so don't. Did you cry as you took them down? It's a little sad. Yeah, you feel a little let down by the by the regular mantle with no, no stockings on yeah. them, just you know ordinary life. You're like, hmm. And then I got to remind myself, like Miriam Marston, there's nothing ordinary about this That's time right. of year. It's time for the good work to be done. It's all a state of mind. That's it. I kind of like taking the decorations down because I'm I'm not a clutter guy, and you know it's like after a while there seems to be a lot of stuff. Then when you get them all down, it's like ah. Yeah, it's it's all clean. It's all clean again. I did notice a lot of dust bunnies down and around (laughs) one of the Christmas trees, and I'm like, oh, I got to do a good cleaning now, too. I did some vacuuming yesterday. How about that? In between games. In between. Does that kind of calm Calms me down. Well, I I counted that as my exercise for the day. I didn't get out for a walk, and so it's like, I'll vacuum. That counts. That counts. Let huh? me look and see how many, how many steps I did while very, I'm vacuuming. Very vigorous vacuuming, <laughs> that's huh? That's right. What do you think and, that's and more if, of a workout for your vacuum cleaner? Well, and if you vacuum the stairs, that's even more of a workout. Okay. So, you know, you got to lift and you, yeah, so, <laughs> you go anyway. up those stairs. That, that was it. That was my exercise vacuuming. So, anyway, what do you have coming up this morning? Well, lots of news, David. And I don't know how many times we're going to have to say these types of announcements. Yeah, but I know where you're going to, what you're Yeah, a Lunar New Year celebration turns deadly, leaving 10 dead. The Archbishop of Los Angeles, he prays to our Blessed Mother in times of uncertainty. Mm. We just, we constantly turn to them. Please help us figure this out. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Avatar, The Way of Water. I have not. uh, Yeah, well, you're you're alone if you haven't, because it seems like there has been lots of folks who have seen that movie. We'll talk about how it's doing at the box office. It's like heading for record territory. All right. Now maybe I do want to see this. Well, we got a great show ahead for you on this Monday morning. We're going to start things now with Joshua Blakesley. Sing Alleluia. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Sound of your song 
it is Joshua Blakesley and sing Alleluia. It's 711 at Monterey Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Monday morning, the start of a new week. Here we go. Just uh, ready to go. But I like this next interview coming up. Yes. Because it's right up my alley. You're talking about health, fitness, and wellness from kind of a Catholic perspective. Mm-hmm. So uh, stay with us right after the forecast. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatredayRadio.com. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Find the peace you need by joining Monterey Radio and the Benedictine Monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app. Throughout the day, you can break away from the stress and worry of your world and journey to the Abbey Church on the hilltop for a live stream of the Liturgy of the Hours. In addition to these peaceful times with the monks, the Hail Mary Media app also features Monterey Radio's live broadcast, podcast of all our original programming, including shows available exclusively on the app, an interactive community calendar of Catholic events, your own customizable schedule of personal prayer reminders, and much more. Download some peace into your life today. Look for Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or click MatredeRadio.com for all the details. Find your peace with the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app from Matreday Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 714 at Mater Day Radio. Well, it doesn't look like to be too bad of a day today. We'll see some morning clouds and then maybe a little sunshine this afternoon. High of 45 degrees. Patchy fog overnight tonight, low down to 36. And then for Tuesday morning, again, some patchy fog. Partly sunny skies, high of 45. Well, currently it is 40 degrees, Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 39 degrees at Our Lady of Sorrows Church in Portland. Well, our culture is facing a pandemic of obesity. 
and marked by a rise in diabetes, heart disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, and dementia. And we know that our American diet has a big part of the responsibility. So along with changing our eating and exercise habits, how does our spiritual health play a part in our overall health? In his new book, You Are That Temple, A Catholic Guide to Health and Holiness, Dr. Kevin Vost will help you come to understand the importance of eating the real food that God created for us to find real physical and spiritual health. He's the author of 20 books, including Memorize the Faith and How to Think Like Aquinas. Dr. Voss is joining me today. Good morning, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Well, hello, Brenda, and thanks so much for having me on. Well, I got to ask this first. Our American diet, yeah, lots of salt, lots of sugar, lots of fat. How bad is that American diet when we're looking at the rest of the world? Yeah, it is. We we are one of the world leaders in many things, many good things, but also, unfortunately, in these things, you know, like like obesity and, and diabetes, the other diseases that flow from it. Just to put it in a little bit of a context, I'm, I'm going to be 62 years old in a few weeks, and when I was a kid, about one in uh, 20 children were considered obese, and now it's about one in five, so almost quadrupled. Wow. Uh, less than 15% of Americans were considered obese. Uh, at that time, and now it's, uh, last I saw, it's 42%. And if we factor in not just obese, but also considered overweight, it's almost three out of four of us. It's 73%. So we have had significant changes, you know, during my lifetime in the last, you know, four, five, six decades. Our health has really suffered. So there are definitely things that we need to do to try to combat that to show God gratitude for these uh, bodies He gave us. Kevin, I took an early childhood nutrition class once when I was a young mom trying to raise my kids the best way that was possible. And that nutritionist said something that I said in the opening, that we should eat the food the way God created it. Now, what does that mean? Because, boy, I go to the grocery store and I pull some of these boxes or or uh, cans off of the shelf I can't even say some of these ingredients. So how do we find the food that God created if what's on the shelf doesn't exactly look like that? Yeah, and that's a great question. And just building on it, too, uh, you know, studies reported in the journal the American Medical Association showed that for American children and adolescents, uh, they are now taking 67%, more than two-thirds of their diet, is these ultra-processed foods. You know, foods that come with packages and labels and have all kinds of ingredients in them. But yeah, to be healthy, we really do want to stick to foods as God made them. And I give one example in the book. I, I give a recipe uh, from Ezekiel 4.9 where it says, And you take wheat and barley, beans and lentils, millet and spelt, and put them into a single vessel and make bread of them. And then I contrast with an ingredients list of one of our modern breads. And it includes things like... Uh, canola oil, defatted soy flour, wheat gluten, calcium propionate, sodium sterol, 2 lactolate, sorbic acid, and vegetable monoglycerides. You know, so it's kind of giving us an idea here how far things have gone. Yeah. But, but a simple way to do it is to think about the food I'm eating. Could my great grandparents have eaten this food? You know, did it exist then? And if it didn't, we need to be kind of skeptical whether this is the kind of food that will properly nourish our body. 
Well, Kevin, we've been listening, you know, for many years about this food pyramid and low-fat diets. So things like whole milk or butter, we were exchanging those for non-fat milk or margarine. Is that proven to be a way to do these types of foods better than how it naturally comes? Yeah, and that, that's the thing I, that, that many experts, kind of looking back with the benefit of of uh, you know the time behind us now have seen in many ways that may have been a mistake. Uh, you know, fat is is a very valuable food uh, fuel for the body, and the average human body has something like fifty times the amount of stored energy in our body fat stores than we do in sugar supplies, which is the, the glycogen stored in our muscles and liver. So it's probably a mistake for us to be encouraged to have more and more carbohydrates, like simple sugars and other carbohydrates, at the detriment of fat and protein and what we're finding now too is that the the more the more natural foods that are naturally high in protein and fat things like you know eggs and 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 milk and, and certain fruits and vegetables olives avocados when we take in higher protein and fat it tends to be more satiating so we're not as constantly hungry mm. if we're eating these less nutrient dense foods it tends to make us hungry all the time and also, it doesn't give us so much energy, so it makes us tired. So it's often thought that, well, people are overweight because they, they eat too much and they don't exercise enough. Well, it's very possible that the foods we've been encouraged to eat produce just that. They, they make us hungrier, and they give us less energy to feel like moving about. No, oh, absolutely. And Kevin, I want to say kudos and thank you for saying avocados for this girl boy. Any way you can get an avocado on a plate is exactly how I want to eat it. It is one of my favorites. Dr. Kevin Vost is joining us today. His new book out by Sophia Press is You Are That Temple, A Catholic Guide to Health and Holiness. Kevin, in your book, you talk about how we are created in God's own image but we're not doing a very good job of respecting that temple. So what does scripture instruct us to do in order to love and respect the gift that our body is from God? Yeah, well, you know, St. Paul very famously, you know, reminds us, hey, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. He says, do you not know that God dwells within you? Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. He says, in that temple you are. And and that's where I pull uh, the title from, you are that temple. So in 1 Corinthians 3 and 6, St. Paul talks about that. And the Catholic Church has always taught that the body is not something evil, the body is good. God made us as beings, they say, the Catechism tells us, not with two natures, but with one nature that's composed of both body and soul. And we know that when we die, our soul is separated from our body. But when Christ comes again at the end of the time, at the last judgment, we are going to be united with our bodies. So God has crafted us you know, to eventually have these bodies throughout eternity. So we're called to be good stewards. And as St. Paul says, to glorify God in our bodies, you know, to keep them healthy, to keep them energetic, so we can do great things in God's service. Well, again, a heart, mind, and spirit is all connected, and it is the way that God created us. So, of course, he would give us the pathway in order to keep us healthy. Of course, just reminded of the beautiful Garden of Eden, it seems like, well, we have spent all of eternity since then, well, trying to get back there. And Kevin, in your new book, you're kind of helping us a little bit find that pathway forward to real mental and spiritual health. I've loved our conversation so much, but I am getting close to my break here. Can you stay with me through the break so I can continue our discussion in the next half hour? I'd be happy to do that, Brenda. 
And it is 722 at Matra Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. It's funny, you were talking about, or he mentions Ezekiel. Right. And that's on the Ezekiel bread. On the bag, that that scripture quote. I love that. Isn't that perfect? Right in the Bible tells us how to make bread. It it very does so. So look forward to the second part of that interview. If you have not downloaded the Hail Mary Media app, please do. It's a free app for you. We have all the details on our website. You can get access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune into the live broadcast of Mater Day Radio. You can sign up for customized prayer reminders. You can listen to podcast versions of our shows right on the app. Again, that is the Hail Mary Media app. Over 1,800 downloads of folks now who have gotten that. So if you haven't, please do go to our website again. All the details right there for you on how to do the download. That's at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. Peter Kreef calls envy the dumbest sin. Why? Well, think about it. Most sins make you feel good for at least a minute. Envy makes you feel instantly miserable. And most often, if someone suffers from envy or constant comparison, it's rooted in the lie that something is missing in you. When I was three years old, my parents asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was shocked, dumbfounded. I looked at them like, what are you talking about? I said, I want to be a big one, Christopher. In other words, I want to be me when I grow up, just bigger than I am now. (laughs) God doesn't want you to be somebody else. He wants you to be holy, which is to be fully you, fully alive. Not saint someone else, but saint insert your name here. He wants you to glorify him in the way that only you can for all eternity. Start learning to love and appreciate what he's given you and what he's calling unrepeatable you to do. It's enough. Send us a message at connect at reallifecatholic.com. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. Morning may have broken, but don't fret. David and Brenda can fix it. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 726 in Day Radio. Well, it's another record for movie director James Cameron. We'll tell you about that in the news. And a new Lunar New Year celebration turns deadly. And once again, Archbishop of Los Angeles 
praying for these times of uncertainty. I'll have that full story for you coming up in news. This is Sarah Hart with Joy in These Bones, and we are the Morning Blend right here at Mozart Day Radio. That is Sarah Hart and Joy in These Bones. 
7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, Archbishop Jose Gomez of Los Angeles issued a statement after the violent gun attack at a ballroom dance studio in Monterey Park, California, that left 10 dead. He says, with the whole family of God here in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, I am praying for the victims of this violence. We pray for those killed and injured in the shooting. We ask God to stay close to their families and loved ones. And we ask that God grant wisdom and prudence to law enforcement, public officials working to make sense of the violence and keep our community safe. We pray for peace, peace in the hearts of those who are troubled, peace in the hearts of those who are afraid and hurting today. Now, the suspect, identified as 72-year-old Hu Can Tran, died from a self-inflicted gunshot. Ten people, five women and five men, were pronounced dead at the scene, according to Los Angeles County Sheriff Robert Luna. Now, the wounded were taken to hospitals with conditions ranging from stable to critical. Seven remain hospitalized as of Sunday evening. And Archbishop Gomez concluded his statement saying, We ask our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us, to be a mother to us in this hour of pain and uncertainty. May she help us to care for those who are suffering and to be healers and peacemakers in our world. Mm. On the research and development front, Intel reports that it will no longer be building a $700 million mega lab it had planned for Hillsborough as it looks to operate amid declining revenue. An Intel spokesperson says that they will still conduct the data center research it had planned for the Washington County facility where construction was to begin this year. It will just take place at some other location in Oregon. The chipmaker is looking at $3 billion in spending cuts for 2023 and billions more in the future. Company is responding to sales that were at least 16% below targets last year. Intel reports fourth quarter financial results this Thursday. Intel is Oregon's largest corporate employer with 22,000 people located at its Washington County campuses. Well, Pope Francis formally conferred the ministry of elector and catechist upon four men and six women from the Philippines, Mexico, Congo, Italy, and the UK Sunday at a mass in St. Peter's Basilica. Celebrating the Sunday of the Word of God on January 22nd, the Pope presented Bibles to three new lectors and said, Receive the book of Holy Scriptures and faithfully transmit the Word of God so that it may germinate and bear fruit in the hearts of men. The Pope then spoke to the future catechist who knelt before him. He handed each one a silver crucifix, saying, Receive this sign of faith, seat of truth and charity of Christ. Proclaim him by your life, actions, and word. Now, Pope Francis conferred the lay ministries on the Sunday of the Word of God, a day dedicated in 2019 on the 1600th anniversary of the death of St. Jerome, who famously translated the Bible. The ministry themselves have also taken shape by Pope Francis in recent years. The Pope changed the church law in January of 2021 so that women could be formally instituted to the lay ministry of elector and acolyte. Pope Francis Pope Francis established the ministry of catechists as an instituted vocational service within the Catholic Church in May of 2021. 
And a much-loved tiger at the Oregon Zoo is back to good health thanks to a veterinary partnership between the zoo and Oregon State University. Bernadette, well, she was showing temporarily uh, some issues she was having uh, that were very concerning signs of illness last summer, including a seizure that temporarily stopped her breathing. Well, she needed an MRI, and although there was one option in Portland, her care team concluded that the best course of action was to take a trip to Corvallis. But transporting a 270-pound tiger, well, more than 80 miles, was no simple feat. Nor was it easy to safely perform an MRI and to gather spinal fluid to diagnose the cat's seizures. Now, it took a team effort both at the zoo and OSU's Carlson College of Veterinary Medicine. Well, in the end, the vet team found some small lesions on Bernie's brain, but nothing to indicate an ongoing problem. So back to the Oregon Zoo, she came maybe a little grumpy or none the worse for wear from the experience. Now, four months later, zoo staff continue to monitor the cat closely, but have also been able to back off on anti-seizure medications. And despite the scare, all seems well for yeah, Bernadette. Good to hear. Well, it's been quite a run for movie director James Cameron. His latest film, Avatar, The Way of Water, has now made over $2 billion in worldwide sales. The grand total is after the film's box office take from this weekend, the sixth consecutive weekend. The film has occupied the number one spot since its release in December. Avatar, The Way of Water, is the sequel to Cameron's 2009 epic, Avatar, which remains at the top of the list of biggest-selling films all time. Another of Cameron's film is also in the $2 billion club, Titanic. Mm-hmm. Only three other films are part of that club. Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Avengers, Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. Cameron is therefore the only director who can boast that three of his films are among the six to have made over $2 billion, as well as in the top six best-selling movies of all time. Uh, have not seen Avatar Way of the Water. Have not seen Avatar, actually. Okay. Yeah, so. Eh, uh, I yeah. saw the first Avatar. I didn't see the second one. It uh, It's a little long. It's yeah. like a three-hour movie. Right. Uh, my family went to see it. They said the, the, the scenery in it, it's, you know, lots of CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredibly beautiful. Yeah. I think James Cameron motto, though, is spend a lot of money making the movies, and you end up making the money in the end yeah yeah he spends more than any other director it seems like making his films yeah you know those kind of nothing against him but those kind of movies just aren't my vibe that's not your thing that's all right not not my thing well an effort to designate an official washington state dinosaur is back before lawmakers for a fifth year in a row a bill aims to bestow a statewide honor to the susiosaurus rex a T-Rex relatives whose fossilized femur is the only dinosaur remnant ever discovered in Washington. Now, the state dinosaur measure was pre-filled last week in advance of the 2023 legislative session, which began January 9th. The bill didn't advance in past sessions as lawmakers debated climate legislation, the state budget, and other weighty items. But Washington got national attention in 2015 when it became the 37th state to confirm that a dinosaur fossil had been found within its borders, a discovery that's becoming increasingly rare. 
Now, the Susiosaurus Rex is named after Susia Island in San Juan County, where it was discovered in 2012 by two research associates from Seattle's Burke Museum. The bill was originally proposed by fourth graders at Elmhurst Elementary in the Franklin Pierce School District. So I think this is just an announcement to start. Uh, elementary school kids from across the state, a letter writing campaign to your representative telling them <laughs> you want to have the Susiosaurus Rex All right. brought up in session. There you go. Well, in sports, this one's going to sting a little bit. With a 25-point halftime lead, the Portland Trailblazers could not sustain it, went on to lose to the Los Angeles Lakers, 121-112 to last night at the Moda Center. You know, it was also an evening, too, when the Blazers remembered their longtime radio announcer, Mm. Bill Shonley, who passed away over the weekend. Man, what a legend. I saw that, and I was like, oh, boy, what what a life he had. And, I mean, anybody who has been around here for the Blazers from their get-go, you know, Bill Shonley was the guy. Yeah. So uh, just, you know... Prayers for him, his family, and just the the work that he did for the Blazers over the years and the community at large. So Bill Shonley will definitely be missed. I mean, when you say Rip City, that, that's 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 Bill Shonley. Anyway, in last night's game, LeBron James led the Lakers come back. He had 37 points, 11 rebounds. Anthony Simons had 31 points for Portland. Uh, no time for, to moat for Portland, though. They have to play tonight. They host the San Antonio Spurs at the Moda Center. That tips off at 7 o'clock. And in college hoops yesterday, Oregon State men's team on the road to beat Cal handily, 68-48. to So, David, if I were to put two eggs in front of you in the shell, one is hard-boiled, one is raw, would, do you know how to tell the difference between what is a hard-boiled egg and what is a raw egg when you're looking at them with the shell? Yeah, I mean, are you just, are you talking about just looking at them or well, handling, handling them? handling them, yeah. yeah how yeah, can you tell? I can. I think one of the ways we used to, you can spin them. Exactly. Yeah, and that'll that'll tell the difference. So a hard-boiled egg will continue to spin, spin right. and a raw egg right. gets wobbly, yep. right? Yep. Well, recently, a priest looked to one of our basic foods to explain a key to good prayer life, while also reminding us of a handy cooking tip. Mm-hmm. Now, Father David Michaels points out how we can identify a raw egg from a hard-boiled egg simply, like you said, David, by spinning them. As the priest and chef explains, if you placed in your hand a hard-boiled egg and and while it was spinning and Mm -hmm. stopped it, it would also stop. Mm -hmm. Well, if you took a raw egg while it was spinning and then stopped it and let go, it would kind of turn a little bit more because the inside's wobbly. Right, yeah, Yeah. gotcha. So this is where Father David Michael compares the eggs to our spiritual life. He believes that most of us have a tendency to see our prayer lives like the hard-boiled egg. We can stop what we're doing and focus on prayer, but in reality, though, we're more like those goopy raw eggs. So even when we physically stop ourselves to pray, our minds are a little elsewhere. We're not concentrating on communing with God. So he said, Moses reminds us that we need to be more patient. When we stop to pray, we need to give ourselves some time to focus. After all, cooking that hard-boiled egg, takes time. And that's what we need to aim for, being centered and balanced to start praying. And the great news is now every time you see an egg, you'll be reminded to consider your prayer life and how to pray more effectively. Oh, that's a good idea. So you can't just stop right. like a hardboard like, and go, 
your insides will kind of keep turning. Your mind is still kind of gloppy, as he likes to say. Another good way to tell is taking it and cracking it over someone's head. (laughs) You would be able to tell quickly. Yeah, Yeah. you would know right You might have to learn how to run (laughs) fast, too. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, coming up on the 26th at 4 o'clock is the Benedict XVI Reason, Joy, and Human Person webinar happening via Zoom. Join the Hildebrand Project for this special commemorative conversation on the thought of Pope Benedict XVI focusing on faith and reason, joy, and personhood. This event will feature short presentations by three scholars, followed by a panel discussion and Q&A with the online audiences. Panelists include... John Crosby of Franciscan University of Steubenville, and Father James Brent. Remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Uh, Speaking of eggs, Brenda continues her conversation on living a healthy lifestyle. That's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Peter Julio, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Please join Modern Day Radio and the Archdiocese of Portland Office of Vocations as we unite in prayer with all young men and women to know their vocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you have created me to know, love, and serve you. I know there are many ways in life to fulfill this calling, but of them all there is one way, especially for me, by which I will become a saint. Help me to desire what you desire for me. And I pray that you send the Holy Spirit into my mind, heart, and soul, so that I will have the courage to follow you in all things. Mary, my mother, help me to say yes to God's will as you did. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, help me to love as you love. If it is your will that I am called to serve you as a priest or consecrated person, give me the grace and strength to follow you with joy to the end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The 2023 Idaho Catholic Men's Conference is coming up Saturday, February 4th. You're invited to the premier Catholic men's event in the West. Attend the conference in person at St. Paul's Parish in Nampa, Idaho, or attend virtually online with Crowdcast. This year's lineup includes Monsignor James Shea and Major League Baseball All-Star Mike Sweeney. For all the details or to register now, please visit IdahoCatholicMen.org. That's IdahoCatholicMen.org. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the Church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 746 at Mater Dei Radio, decreasing clouds today, high of 45 degrees, then some patchy fog tonight, low of 36, and then patchy fog again tomorrow morning with a high of 45. 
It is currently 39 degrees at St. Elizabeth and Seton Catholic Church in Aloha. So there is a dense fog advisory down in the southern and central Willamette Valley. So Salem, South Eugene, uh, be aware of that if you're driving in the area today. 32 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Eugene. Well, I am back with Dr. Kevin Voss. If you were listening in our first half hour, we got into a great discussion about the temples of our body, the gift they are from God, and well, what's the best way to take care of them? In his new book, You Are That Temple, A Catholic Guide to Health and Holiness, well, Dr. Voss kind of sends us on a great pathway onto true spiritual and physical health. Kevin, thanks so much for staying with me through the break. Uh, My pleasure. All right. So now we know that if we pick up a can or a box on the shelf and we can't pronounce the words on the ingredients list, it's probably not the way that God had created it for us to eat it. But anyone knows who's tried to change their habits will say, yeah, it's easier said than done. Kevin, you might agree with them, but that doesn't change the fact that change needs to happen. You were able to do that. So tell us how you practiced what you preached. Well, yeah, I'd be happy to. For one thing, I'm a lifelong weightlifter. I used to be a weightlifting instructor. I competed. I've I've trained now for 50 years. And I've also done cardiovascular things, running, running races, and so forth. So I kept myself strong and fit. But as I got older, despite all that exercise, I had become overweight. My waistline got over 40 inches. My blood pressure was high. Uh, And just a few years ago, when I changed my own eating, all that drastically changed. I lost 30 pounds, 6 inches off my waist, more than 20 points off my blood pressure by making fundamental changes in in my diet. But in a certain sense, I'll tell you, in a certain sense, it was not really that hard. When I was a teenager... Uh, at that time, I thought I could be Mr. Universe someday. You know, I didn't know about individual genetics. And at that time, I had, like, perfect discipline. I worked at a Burger King for years and never drank a single soda, never touched a French fry, never had a bun on a hamburger, you know, because I was so motivated with, with this goal I thought was before me. Well, once I realized that wasn't going to happen, you know, I, I kept training, but I went the next 40 years or so thinking, you know, where did my willpower go? I'm always hungry now, you know, and I tend to get tired. But two years ago now, when I did switch to go far more in terms of protein and fat and real foods, far less processed food, far less sugar, I thought, boy, here's my willpower again. And it was just because the real foods satiate us and nourish us. And if a person can switch over to that, you know, it may be a little rough going at first, but you may be amazed that, hey, you know, I am not hungry all the time. And boy, I feel good. I feel like getting out there and exercising, you know, or at least walking the dog. So I'd say the message should be hopeful to more to more people. It's not going to be a matter, you know, just knuckling down and gritting your teeth. If we do live in these more natural ways, we will come to find that, that it's really might not be as hard as we thought. Well, Kevin, we pray that the COVID pandemic is in our rearview mirror. You know, going through these past few years, seeing how many people were affected, the number of family members who lost a loved one because of it. And it seemed like, well, so many doctors were trying to figure out exactly what it was that was causing some people to get so sick and others not. You know, in your book now, you do talk a little bit about how to avoid illness. Now, things like the COVID-19 or other illnesses, hard to avoid, but our overall diet, exercise, even our spiritual well-being, 
there are all ways to kind of put an armor on against illnesses. Tell us a little bit more. Sure, sure. I will say, too, my own professional career, my full-time career, for 32 years was doing disability, mental and physical disability cases for Social Security. So, so I saw, you know, all kinds of mental mental and physical diseases and how they changed from the 80s to up to the last few years and how they really, really grew. But, yeah, so for something like uh, COVID, like a, a virus, you know, there's limited things that we can do, you know, to, to prevent catching it, to being exposed. You know, we, we try our best, but so many of us now have actually gotten it. But what determines how it impacts us can be things like our age, which we cannot control, but also pre-existing chronic diseases. So early on in the book, I even give statistics from our own, you know, Centers for Disease Control, the CDC itself, that gives, for example, it shows how obesity increased the risk of severe illness, uh, tripling the risk for hospitalization, uh, and even for uh, students, children under 18 had over three times a greater chance of hospitalization than the non-obese children uh, if they contracted COVID. So, so one of the ideas is if we make ourselves you know, healthier overall, we may still get some of these acute uh, viruses and things, but hopefully they will be less devastating uh, to our bodily temples. Kevin, when you were going through your own journey in changing the foods that you were eating to just really create an overall better health for you, did you rely on your faith in order to help you overcome those times where you just really wanted to dive into maybe a bag of potato chips? How can we rely on our Catholic faith to help us with our wills to do better within the foods we eat? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And one theme, you know, I'm a big fan of St. Thomas Aquinas because his writings brought me back from, to, to Christ after 25 years of atheism. And he writes extensively about virtues and even says how, he says how the virtues are to our soul is like health and beauty and fitness are to our bodies. So we can employ, you know, the Catholic virtues to, to help make, our, make us healthier and fitter. Just a simple example, you know, fortitude or courage is the ability to overcome difficult obstacles or to endure difficulties. And I say, boy, if we're going to train our body, strength training is overcoming difficult obstacles, and endurance training is enduring discomfort. Well, temperance is self-control or moderation. And boy, doesn't that apply to learning how to, to rein in what we eat. You know, so, and so all the virtues you know, can play a role there. But the key one for a Catholic is, is the virtue of charity or the love of God. And that should be our ultimate motivation. I use the phrase that we, we should try to become dynamos of charity. We're going to try to build up our health and wellness so we can share this with other people. So we have the energy, you know, to help our families, to help our neighbors, and, and to do a variety of things, you know, in the service of God. So, so virtue development is a key theme I, I try to emphasize uh, in the book, tying in the physical, the mental, and the spiritual. Oh, excellent. Well, that is just some of what you will learn about if you pick up a copy of Kevin's new book, You Are That Temple, A Catholic Guide to Health and Holiness. Kevin, where can our listeners get a copy for themselves? Maybe learn a little bit more about you and your other books, too. Well, sure. The, the publisher of this book is Sophia uh, Institute Press, so their website, sophiainstitute.com. The book is probably available at most major Internet sellers, and if you have a local Catholic bookstore... Maybe they have it or can get it. If anyone would like to contact me, my own website's uh, com. just drvost.com. Well, fantastic. Well, Kevin, I really appreciate your time so much. I have only gotten a little ways into this book, and boy, I keep turning those pages to the detriment sometimes of me getting out to take a walk. But I really appreciate your book, all of your insight and research into it, and... 
Really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're most welcome, and thank you for having me. And again, that is Dr. Kevin Vost, the name of the book, You Are That Temple, A Catholic Guide to Health and Holiness, out again by Sophia Institute Press. I will be sure to add a link to where you can get a copy for yourself. Also learn more about Kevin. You're going to find those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on this Monday morning. This Monday evening, it is Living Stones with Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers and Ken Hellenius. That is 7.30 tonight, or of course, anytime on your Hail Mary Media app. Get yourself a full programming schedule at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at MaterDayRadio.com. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Day Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, this is not a movie, it's real. <gasps> what? Toadzilla. Toadzilla? Toadzilla. We'll tell you about it in the news. <laughs> All right. And show dogs in town for a competition in the Rose City end up on a joyride after the van they were in got stolen. I'll tell you about how their adventure ends right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Siblings tend to quarrel. It just comes with the gig of being human. When you live with someone long enough, you tend to find out what rubs them the wrong way and can sometimes lead to an argument or a lashing out. Fingers are pointed when a family heirloom is destroyed because of an exaggerated push. Voices are raised when views aren't necessarily shared. The word hate might even slip out every so often by accident. But at the end of the day, we're all simply learning what it means to live in communion with God and each other through trial and error. What might be really difficult to handle though are the siblings who don't necessarily share views on faith and morals. When one sibling is more pious than the other, stakes and expectations rise. Jealousy begins to formulate. 
the doubt that mom and dad actually have a favorite begins to cloud our judgment. Instead of feeling encouraged to strive for greatness, one leans more toward rebellion. This was the case between Cain and Abel. If you're not familiar with the story of Adam and Eve's lives after the fall in Genesis, they went from the garden and bore their son Cain, followed by Abel. The two brothers were taught the love of God the Father, but Abel was the one who took it more to heart. When they offered their sacrifices to the Lord, Cain brought a portion of his harvest, and Abel brought the best, fattest lamb. Abel clearly became the favored one of God, and Cain knew it. Out of anger, embarrassment, and rage, Cain struck his brother and killed him. His hands were stained with the blood of his fallen brother, and when he was called out by God on the matter, Cain cried out, am I my brother's keeper? The answer is yes, he was, and so are we. Arguments happen. We're all individuals with individual thoughts and views on how we experience the world. But what we do with our actions affects more than just ourselves. It can change the course of our lives and those around us. Cain and Abel's story is proof of that. Because of Cain's malicious heart and Abel's total faith, Abel is referred to as the patriarch of his family which in the Bible sense means a father of the human race, a man of high respect, not his older brother, but he whom Jesus himself declared a saint. Abel's focus wasn't on what God could do for him on earth, but how he could remain in paradise with God for eternity. St. Augustine wrote in the city of God that Cain founded a city on earth, but Abel as a stranger and pilgrim looked forward to the city of the saints, which is in heaven. That should be our focus as well, surrendering everything to God to rejoice with our brothers and sisters in heaven. I pray everyone watching this has an amazing relationship with all of their siblings, but unfortunately that isn't always the case. If you do, that's wonderful and you should rejoice in that fact. For those who experience frustration and completely different views from their siblings, have faith that God is working in those difficult moments. We're all called to love our brothers and sisters, and sometimes praying for them from a distance is the best way we can do that. When we give a total gift of ourselves to God, He will in return give us an abundance of love that we're called to share with our brothers and sisters. St. Abel the Patriarch, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news, in his Sunday Angelus address, Pope Francis said that following Jesus requires the courage to leave behind the sins that are holding us back. Speaking from the window of the Apostolic Palace on January 22nd, the Pope said that our vices and our sins are like anchors that hold us at the shore and prevent us from setting sail. To stay with Jesus, therefore, he said, requires the courage to leave, to set out, to leave what, he asks, our vices and sins. Now, Pope Francis added that in order to set out on the new adventure of following Christ, it is right to start by asking forgiveness, as well as leaving behind what holds us back from living fully. The Pope pointed to the example of someone who chooses to spend time in prayer or serving others instead of wasting time. Pope Francis asked people to reflect on what Jesus may be asking them to give up and leave behind in order to say yes to him, like the first disciples who left their nets on the shore of the Sea of Galilee to follow Christ. Now, the Pope reminds everyone that the third Sunday of Ordinary Time is dedicated in a special way to the Word of God. 
Now, before the Angelus, Pope Francis formally conferred the ministry of elector and catechist upon four men and six women at a mass in St. Peter's Basilica celebrating the Sunday of the Word of God. Well, Regal Cinemas is closing 39 more movie theaters across the United States. The decision comes four months after its parent company, Cineworld, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy after the pandemic devastated the industry and public screenings. In a filing, Cineworld said it is planning to reject leases for the 39 theaters beginning February 15th, saving the company $22 million annually. Cineworld is working with landlords to keep its other theaters open. Around 500 remain after these closures and a previous round in September 2022 that shuttered 12 locations. Regal Cinemas is the United States' second largest theater chain after AMC Theaters, which has 950 locations, according to its website. Of the 39 theaters Regal plans to close, none are listed in Oregon and only one in Washington, and that is in Seattle. Well, there will be a new news outlet in Medford starting in February. On Friday, Oregon-based EO Media Group announced it will open a news outlet that serves Medford and Ashland after the closure of the Mail Tribune. EO Media Group has 15 publications around the Pacific Northwest, including the Bend Bulletin. Now, the new print and online outlet will be called The Tribune. Now, the Medford Mail Tribune abruptly closed in mid-January, according to Heidi Wright, COO and publisher of EO Media Group, said they plan to hire a newsroom of 14 people, including seven reporters. While they plan to eventually have a three-day-per-week print edition, the paper will begin online only. Now, the Medford Mail Tribune was the largest newspaper serving the Rogue Valley. And since the closure of the Mail Tribune, another independent newspaper, the Grants Pass Daily Courier, has also said it will expand into Medford. It has hired several former Mail Tribune reporters. All right. Well, rangers in northeastern Australia were astonished when they stumbled across what may be the largest toad on record, weighing in at nearly six pounds. <laughs> Dubbed Toadzilla by the rangers, the supersized amphibian was found in Conway National Park in Queensland last week when park officials were conducting track work, according to the State Department of Environment and Science. Ranger Kylie Gray said her team came across the mammoth creature when she left their vehicle as they stopped to let a snake slither across the track. <laughs> so believed to be female, as they typically grow larger than their male counterparts, the toad was taken back to the ranger's base where she was weighed. Rangers say Toadzilla could set a new record. So the current Guinness World Record for the largest toad was set in 1991 by a pet toad in Sweden, of all places. That weighed in at a little over five pounds, and this one was six pounds. Well, not good to be Toadzilla, though. Why? It was euthanized. What? Yeah, they do a ton of damage to the environment. And Uh-oh. so once found, it was weighed and then euthanized. I'm sorry, Toadzilla. Sorry, 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 but sorry about that, Toadzilla. And blame it on that snake. <laughs> that right. snake had not crossed That's that right. road. Those rangers would have never stopped. They would have never seen it. Well, someone stole a van containing four show dogs in a hotel parking lot in the Hayden Island neighborhood of Portland on Saturday. The dogs were later found and returned to their owners, according to a police press release on Sunday. 
Now, in that release, Portland police say they the van was briefly left running while someone hopped into it and uh-huh. drove away. Yeah. Four terriers were in crates in the van, which had been located at the hotel on the 2200 block of North Jansen Drive. The dog owners were visiting from King County, Washington for the Rose City Class winter dog show at the Portland Expo Center. On Sunday morning, the police updated the case saying the dogs had been safely returned to their owners. Oh, that's good. So nice little drive around with somebody who <laughs> thought, yeah, this was easy opportunity and uh, glad to know that the dogs were found yeah, definitely. safe. In sports, the NFL Conference Championships are now set for this Sunday as yesterday's divisional playoff games wrapped up. In the early contest yesterday, in the snow, it was the Cincinnati Bengals shocking the Buffalo Bills 27-10. Bengals will face the Kansas City Chiefs for the AFC title. Uh, The Chiefs can be interesting because their great quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, during their win on Saturday, sprained ankle. Yikes. And he was hobbled pretty good, so we'll see. He says he's going to be able to play next week, but we'll, we'll see how he's feeling, so... Uh, hopefully he'll be good yeah. to go. I saw them taping that ankle up yeah. real good on the sideline during that game. So in the later game yesterday, it was the San Francisco 49ers holding on to beat the Dallas Cowboys 19-12. to The 49ers will face the Philadelphia Eagles for the NFC crowd. I, if, and looking at all the different games, eh, Philadelphia may be the team to beat. Really? They look pretty good. But Strong, huh? Yeah, you never know. But that right now, if you were to ask me, that's probably, yeah, that's where I'd be leaning toward. Well, on the occasion of the funeral for Hody Childress from Geraldine, Alabama, it was revealed that for a decade, this quiet and humble gentleman was a sort of a guardian angel for the town's poor and sick. He was a farmer and a U.S. Air Force veteran. Childress began his covert charity campaign when he visited the local Geraldine drugstore and learned that all too many of the town's 900 residents they couldn't afford to pay for their prescriptions. Well, life up until that point had been difficult from a health standpoint. Childress lost a son in 1973 and his first wife in 1999. Upon hearing of his neighbor's inability to always afford their medications, well, he handed Brooke Walker, the owner of Geraldine Drugs, a $100 bill. And he said, here, this $100 is for anyone who can't afford their prescription. Now, Walker recalled in an interview with local news, he said, do not tell a soul that the money came from me. Tell them it's a blessing from God. Well, a month later, Walker saw Childress again walking into her store, handed her over another $100 bill with the exact instructions. Don't let him know it's me. Tell him it's a blessing from God. And he would return on the first of every month for the same motivation for years until 2022 because he wasn't able to walk due to pulmonary disease and other health conditions. Well, he decided he needed to enlist someone to help, so he entrusted the task to his daughter, Tanya Nix. So at his funeral on January 5th, Nix finally told the story of children's decade of giving and how it was able to cover the cost of expensive medications for two residents 
every single wow. month. Isn't that generous? Yeah, no doubt. Just to have that joy in his own heart, know that yep. somebody out there is helping, mm-hmm. but they don't need to know it was me. Yep. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And coming up this Saturday at 9 a.m., there's Catholic recovery meetings happening at Sacred Heart Parish in Portland and also St. Matthew's Parish in Hillsboro. Catholic in Recovery has resumed its Portland area general recover meetings available to those dealing with any kind of addiction or unhealthy attachment used in connection with the faithful practice of the sacraments. There is great spiritual fruit in these meetings. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. You're going to hear about Father Leo. That happens right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne-Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. It may be hard to believe, but Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent are just days away. Get ready for this special season in the church with help from Mater Dei Radio. Unite with us in prayer during our three daily broadcast of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic reflections that will enrich your life. Mater Dei Radio is also eager to pray for your personal requests through our prayer hotline. You can send an intention to our prayer team now by clicking the pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com or call directly to the prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Lent will be here before you know it. Make sure you're ready to pray with the Hail Mary Media app and Matre Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 8.13, Mater Day Radio. Decreasing clouds today. We'll have a high of around 45 degrees. Again, dense uh, fog advisory in the central southern part of the valley today. We'll see a low of 36 overnight tonight with a little bit of fog. And then for Tuesday, a high of 45 after some morning fog. Currently, it is a cool 35 degrees at Our Lady Star of the Sea out in Stevenson, Washington. And 37 degrees at St. Vincent's Church in Salem. Well, you've heard this before. We're all called to be saints. 
Yet many of us, and I'll say myself included, we struggle to move beyond living as that average Catholic who settled into complacency. Well, here's the one book you need to break through to higher ground and attain holiness, well, in our ordinary lives. You Are Called to Greatness by the late Father Leo Trees offers valuable advice for parents on how to bring up emotionally healthy children to become saints, as well as how older Catholics can best serve our Lord, well, in these golden years. And joining me today to tell us more about it is Sophia Institute Press spokesperson, Michael Lichens. Hello, Michael. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Brenda. It's great to join you all out there. Well, first, Michael, tell us, who is Father Trees? I think many of us are not really familiar with the name. Yeah, absolutely. It's not a name we hear too often. In his own time, he was fairly popular. He published over 20 books uh, dedicated to advising both priests and laity. A lot of those books were translated into languages as far away as German and Korean, so he was well-read in the 50s and 60s, and like many great priests, we forgot about him after a time. But he was, in many ways, the almost the platonic ideal of what you want in an American parish priest. He was very well-educated, well-read. He had a love of reading from the, a very early age, given to him by his parents. But he also worked in uh, working-class parishes with the Archdiocese of Detroit. He helped establish several parishes and worked with many more established ones as well. He did that for about 20 years, and then in his mid-40s, he found that he had a talent for writing. Hey, everybody, welcome back. After a couple of his articles got popular, so he started writing these books. And the reason they were so popular with people at the time was because it was very practical and encouraging. Uh, In his own time, he talked about average Catholics and what they should be considering, and he also pushed people to go for sainthood. And he lived such a life that you see it, just that very quiet dignity and love of people, that he worked tirelessly for his parishes, and he had enough wisdom to put it on paper. And thankfully, we've been able to republish his books recently. Well, it's fantastic. In fact, Michael, you've done some research into Father Trees. You wrote a recent article about it, and you shared with me as we were preparing for this interview that in his day and time, he was pretty well known, especially in his own diocese. Tell us a little bit about it. Absolutely. He's very popular in the Archdiocese of Detroit, uh, sometimes simply because of the family connections. He had a great impact on his nephew, Father Jack Trees. Uh, who eventually became Monsignor Jack Treese, uh, who was also, like his uncle, a very popular preacher and writer. But even to this day, you'll see Father Leo's name on multiple parishes, like just say, you know, this parish was founded by Father Leo Treese and things like that. And he gave tireless work to so many parishes. He tried to be a monk for a while, did not work out for him, but he did work with homeless youth during that time, which also, in his words, helped him to become a better priest. And I think it also gave him insights into how he could help people understand so much of the complexity in Catholic theology, because while I would love it if I could do a CCD class and just give 12-year-olds a complete Summa Theologica, it's not going to work for most people. They're going to look at you with those glazed eyes. I have teenagers that often do that to me when I dive deep into some of these (laughs) lessons that I want them to learn. Well, the name of the book is... 
You are called to greatness. It is out by Sophia Institute Press. It is by the late Father Leo Treese. And joining me today is Sophia Institute spokesperson Michael Litchens. Well, Michael, according to Father Leo, what is the average complacent Catholic missing out on? Because I think, you know, life is a long journey. And there are times I think all of us kind of fall into that complacency. What are we missing out when we fall into that that kind of... Uh, doldrums, I guess. You were missing out on that there's a call to something greater. Uh, as Pope Benedict would say, you know, we, the world wants us to have comfort. I'm not remembering the exact phrases, but the world wants us to have comfort, but God created us for something better than the easy life or the material life. He created us for goodness that will lead us to greatness. And for Father Leo, what he wants to almost immediately from chapter one in this book, it's called Sainthood is for You. And he points out that if you're in a state of sanctifying grace, if you're already going to Mass and you're going to confession and you're trying, you're already on the path to being a saint. You're not a canonized saint. You probably will never be a canonized saint. But the fact that you're in a state of sanctifying grace means you're on the path. If something should happen to you and you obtain friendship with God because of your life, you've already become a saint. And so his encouragement right away is you're doing better than you even think you're doing. And that's because God is giving you the grace and the strength to do so much more that for a lot of us, I know for me as an average Catholic, it's like, uh, yeah, you know, I go to Mass, but I barely pay attention. I'm not that good. And he would almost want to, I almost feel him wanting to reach out of the book and shake me and go, but you're doing good. You just need to do better. And that's exactly the heart of his book. So from the get-go, he's saying, remember you're a saint, and that's a great calling. And you're called to be so much better than what you are. And God is able to give you the strength to do it. We do tend to beat ourselves up. And especially if you read the lives of the saints, you just think, yeah, oh my gosh, there's yeah. no way I can do that. But it, he's all Father Leo is almost like this, this Catholic cheerleader just urging us yeah. on that. <laughs> it's like you're there. You can get to that goal line. You just got to do a little bit more, you know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, Michael, for many of us you know, who've been hurt by others, holding on Mm -hmm. to that wound, it feels safe because it keeps us from getting hurt again. And that's why Father Leo believed that forgiveness is key, both spiritually and practically. And he gives us the secret in his book. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about what that secret (laughs) is? Yes, uh, there's there's a couple little secrets he gives here. And probably... The one for if you have sinned against someone and you've caused great harm, his recommendation, and it seems so simple, but I feel like especially in our day and age, it's not something we hear a lot, and he warns you to make reparations, to try to make it right with the people you've hurt. And that is a great way, if you've ever done something like, I don't know, I've hit my age where I've definitely done regrettable things and things that I know hurt others, instead of doing what our culture would have us do, and that is ignore it and pretend it wasn't that big of a deal or find some way to self-justify, oh, I had a bad childhood and things like that, he says to take responsibility and to make reparations with the person you hurt. And that's a very courageous call in and of itself. But his courageous call doesn't stop with the person who did the hurting. It also goes to the person who was hurt. Because the courageousness of forgiveness, uh, Chesterton often talks about it as it's 
letting, you know, the courageousness is to say, I'm not going to let the cycle of hurt and violence continue on. I am the one who is going to stop it by forgiving you. And that's exactly what Father Leo is calling to. So it turns forgiveness from a passive thing we just do as part of, uh, you know, what you teach children, say, you're sorry, now do you accept his apology? It becomes, no, I'm taking responsibility for this. And that is the secret to forgiveness, is realizing this is something you have in your power and is something you are to give to people. Well, that is just a little bit about what you're going to learn about in Father Leo Treese's new book, You Are Called to Greatness. Michael Litchens from Sophia Institute Press joining us today. Well, hopefully that's encouraged our listeners to look a little bit more closely about Father Leo <laughs> maybe even get a book for themselves. Michael, where can they find more information about the book and get for themselves and also find the article that you recently wrote about Father Leo? Yeah, if you go to catholicexchange.com today, you'll see the name. It's called Father Leo Trees, Answering God's Call to Greatness. And you can find the book at pretty much any major bookseller, but you can go to sophiainstitute.com and get it online through us. Oh, fantastic. And I'm sure that any of our wonderful local Catholic bookstores would also be happy to get a copy for you also. Michael, boy, it was a great discussion. Thank you so much for introducing us to Father Leo, and thank you for joining us today on the show. Thank you so much, Brenda. God bless you all in Oregon. And again, that is Michael Litchin. So again, the name of the book, You Are Called to Greatness. I will be sure to add a link to where you can get to Sophia Institute Press, order a copy for yourself. I'm also going to include a link to where you can read more about Father Leo from the article that Michael has written. You're going to find both those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 723 at Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. One of the ways you can support Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. Go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to our vehicle donation program. Really quick and easy process. You need a couple pieces of information, you're good to go, and it's a likely tax deduction for you as well. Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. How many times have you heard the complaint that church is boring, that we just do the same things over and over again? Well, the problem is not that church is boring, it's that we are bored. We are the problem. And not just with church, but with everything else. We have lost our childlike sense of wonder. G.K. Chesterton says that children have abounding vitality, and yet they want things repeated and unchanged. They always say, do it again and the grown-up person does it until he's nearly dead. For grown-up people are not strong enough to exult in monotony, but perhaps God is strong enough to exult in monotony. It's possible that God says every morning, do it again to the sun, 
and every evening, do it again to the moon. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 826 at Mater Day Radio. Boy, a tough weekend for Portland Trailblazer fans. We'll talk about that in the news. And a lunar New Year celebration turns deadly, leaving 10 dead. Archbishop of Los Angeles prays to our Blessed Mother in these times of uncertainty. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Matt Redman now with Bless the Lord. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship Your holy name. The sun comes up. Sing your praise on air. 
That is Matt Redmond and bless the Lord. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, Archbishop Jose Gomez of Los Angeles issued a statement after the violent gun attack at a ballroom dance studio in Monterey Park, California, that left 10 dead with a whole family of God, he said. Here in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, I am praying for the victims of this violence. We pray for those killed and injured in the shooting. We ask God to stay close to their families and loved ones. We ask that God grant wisdom and prudence to law enforcement and public officials working to make sense of the violence and keep our communities safe. And we pray for peace, peace in the hearts of those who are troubled and peace in the hearts of those who are afraid and hurting today. Well, the suspect has been identified as 72-year-old Hu Khan Tran died from a self-inflicted gunshot. Ten people, five men and five women were pronounced dead at the scene, Los Angeles County Sheriff Robert Luna said at a news conference. Now, the wounded were taken to area hospitals with conditions ranging from stable to critical, and seven remained hospitalized Sunday evening. Archbishop Gomez concluded his statement saying, We ask our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us, to be a mother to us in this hour of pain and uncertainty. May she help us to care for those who are suffering and to be healers and peacemakers in our world. On the research and development front, Intel reports that it will no longer be building a $700 million mega lab it had planned for Hillsboro as it looks to operate amid declining revenue. An Intel spokesperson says that they will still conduct the data center research it had planned for the Washington County facility where construction was to begin this year. It will just take place at some other location in Oregon. Chipmaker is looking at $3 billion in spending cuts for 2023 and billions more in the future. Company is responding to sales that were at least 16% below targets last year. Intel reports fourth quarter financial results this Thursday. Intel is Oregon's largest corporate employer with 22,000 people located at its Washington County campuses. Well, Pope Francis formally conferred the ministries of lector and catechist upon four men and six women from the Philippines, Mexico, Congo, Italy, and the UK on Sunday at a mass in St. Peter's Basilica. Celebrating the Sunday of the Word of God on January 22nd, the Pope presented Bibles to three new lectors and said, Receive the book of Holy Scripture and faithfully transmit the Word of God so that it may germinate and bear fruit in the hearts of men. The Pope then spoke to the future catechist who knelt before him. He handed each one a silver crucifix, saying, Receive this sign of our faith, seed of truth and charity of Christ. Proclaim him by your life, actions, and word. Pope Francis conferred the lay ministries on the Sunday of the Word of God, a day he declared in 2019 on the 1,600th anniversary of the death of St. Jerome, who famously translated the Bible. The ministries themselves have also been shaped by Pope Francis in recent years. The Pope changed church law in January 2021 so that women could be formally instituted to the lay ministries of lector and Acolyte. Well, it has been quite a run for movie director James Cameron. His latest film, Avatar, The Way of Water, 
has now made over $2 billion in worldwide sales. That's grand total is after the film's box office take from this weekend. The sixth consecutive weekend the film has occupied the number one spot since its release in December. Avatar The Way of Water is the sequel to Cameron's 2009 epic Avatar, which remains at the top of the list of the biggest selling films of all time. Another of Cameron's film, also in the two billion club, Titanic. Only three other films are part of that club. Star Wars The Force Awakens, Avengers Infinity Wars, and Avengers Endgame. Cameron is therefore the only director who can boast that three of his films are among the six to have made over $2 billion, as well as in top six best-selling movies of all time. It's interesting, of the of the top-selling ones, yes. all of them are like sequels. Oh. You, you know, like you have yes. Avatar, Avatar Way of the Water, Avengers, Avengers. Yeah, yeah so there's a, there's a theme there. There is. And a Star Wars. And, and of course, Star yeah. Wars is up there, too. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, an effort to designate an official Washington state dinosaur is back before lawmakers for the fifth year in a row. A bill aims to bestow the statewide honor on the Susiosaurus Rex, a T-Rex relatives whose fossilized femur is the only dinosaur remnant ever discovered in Washington. The state dinosaur measure was pre-filed late uh, last week in advance of the 2023 legislative session, which began on January 9th. The bill didn't advance in past sessions as lawmakers debated climate legislation, the state budget and other weighty items. Washington got national attention in 2015 when it became the 37th state to confirm that a dinosaur fossil had been found within its borders, a discovery that's becoming increasingly rare. Now, the Susiosaurus rex is named after Susia Island in San Juan County, where it was discovered in 2012 by two research associates from Seattle's Burke Museum. The bill was originally proposed by fourth graders at Elmhurst Elementary in the Franklin Pierce School District. So their legacy lives on. I wonder if this is the session. I think this would be an excellent opportunity for teachers to uh, teach their kids how the bill uh, process goes from bill Mm -hmm. into law. So uh, kids, start your letter writing campaign if you want to see the Susiosaurus Rex. So remember several years ago, it's been several years ago now, when uh, Oregon State was redoing the end zone complex of their football stadium, they found the bones of a mastodon. What? Remember that? I don't remember. Oh, that was a huge story. Huge oh, story. huge. Where huge was I? Huge story. Where were you at Not that time? Not reporting on it. But well, I was thinking, because you said in your story that... Um, that was the only they these were the only known dinosaur bones found right in Washington, in Washington. State. so it made me think is a mastodon considered a dinosaur oh but it's not it's a mastodon is not because it's yeah. not from the right era I right bet. yeah so mastodons and woolly mammoths are not considered dinosaurs wow. I was I was uh quickly googling that when you were doing your story because okay. I was thinking about that them finding a the mastodon. mastodon yeah I think it was a mastodon it was either a mastodon or a woolly mammoth but I think it was a mastodon in I'll look it zone. up in the end zone that's right that is crazy first think touchdown of, ever scored all, right there all the touchdowns by the, by, over by the a mastodon. woolly mammoth that's mastodon yeah, anyway <laughs> and speaking of sports tough night for the Portland Trailblazers they were uh up by 25 mm. points at the half 
couldn't sustain it. They ended up losing to the Los Angeles Lakers 121 to 112. Last night, too, they honored Bill Shonley, longtime announcer of the Portland Trail Blazers, 93 years old, passed away over the weekend. And man, what a what a legacy. What a legend. I mean, anybody yes. who followed the Trail Blazers from the get go, Bill Shonley was there. You were hearing him in your living room, in your car, wherever the case may be. And yeah, so uh, they honored him. Last yeah, night. I've been listening to some news clips. He was announcing when the Trailblazers won yep. their only world championship. That's right, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and it's those Lakers seem to get in the way of that. Uh, yeah, more times that's, than not. That's why it was a tough loss losing to the Lakers, and of course, uh, their leading scorer was King James. King LeBron James. James, he had 37 points last night. I think 11 rebounds as well. Oregon State, they got a win on the road. Yesterday, they were playing down in Berkeley at Cal. They beat the Golden Bears 68-48. to So recently, a priest took one of our basic foods to explain a key to good prayer life, while also reminding us of a handy cooking tip. In the video, Father David Michaels points out how we can identify a raw egg from a hard-boiled egg simply by spinning them. And as the priest and chef explains, if you place your hand on the hard-boiled egg mid-spin, it'll stop spinning as insides are solidified. However, if you stop a raw egg while they're spinning, their liquid insides keep them going. Well, this is where Father David Michael compares the egg to our spiritual life. He believes most of us have a tendency to see our prayer lives like the hard-boiled egg. We can stop what we're doing and focus on prayer. Well, in reality, though, he says we're more like those goopy raw eggs. Even when we physically stop ourselves to pray, our minds are a little bit elsewhere. We're not concentrating on communing with God. He goes on to say Moses reminds us that we need to be more patient. When we stop to pray, we need to give ourselves the time to focus. After all, cooking that hard-boiled egg takes time, and that's what we need to aim for, being centered and balanced to start praying. And of course, he says in the good news, now every time you see an egg, you'll be reminded to consider your prayer life and how to pray more effectively. That's a good idea. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday, beginning at 2.30, it is the Oregon March for Life happening at the Oregon State Capitol Steps in Salem. Join thousands of Oregonians at the steps of the Oregon Capitol for the first March for Life since the overturning of Roe versus Wade. The band will begin playing at 2.15 with speakers starting at 2.30. The Oregon March for Life will begin immediately afterwards. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. So talking about talking about Google searches, we've, you've got a second cup, or we're going to do a second cup. This is interesting. Yes. Yeah. What are the top Googled searches on the Catholic faith? Okay. I got look forward to hearing that. That's coming up after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. 
online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Many blessings and hoping you and your family had a joyful Christmas holiday and are ready to kick off 2023. Camp Howard staff are delighted to announce that registration is now open for summer camp at Camp Howard. Visit cyocamphoward.org to register. The number one reason our youth were excited to be back at Camp Howard last summer was the ability to engage in fun activities together with their peers. It's time to give that much-needed fellowship, connection, and joy to the kids in your life. Campers enjoy the friendship, camaraderie, natural beauty, and sense of freedom that a week at Camp Howard offers, all experienced in a safe environment with caring staff. For more information and to register now, please go to cyocamphoward.org. We are currently hiring camp counselors and officials for CYO Track and Field. You can help spread the word with more information on our website at cyocamphoward.org. Thank you and may God richly bestow his blessings upon you. What do the famous Batmobile, Lovebug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. And it is 8.44 at Mater Day Radio. So as a point of clarification, it was a mammoth that was found in the OSU oh, end zone. Oh, it was a mammoth. It was a mammoth. Okay, yeah. yeah, I think that is, yeah, not a dinosaur. Yes, I was looking it up. But they found like the femur bone of the mammoth and they kept digging. So anyway, that's what it was. That's fantastic. Speaking of mammoths, it has no relationship to weather. I guess it did. It may have been the ice age that killed them. I don't know. <laughs> it was not that. Well, I don't know what it was. <laughs> uh, decreasing clouds today. Not an ice age today outside. A high of 45 degrees. Then some patchy fog overnight tonight. Low of 36. And again, a little fog for tomorrow morning. A high of 45. Currently, it is 40 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it is 39 degrees right here in the Rose City. The morning's almost over, but not before a second cup of the morning blend. Here's David and Brenda. So we love the ability to have Google yes. right at our fingertips. When we need something quick, the, uh, a fast answer, what animal was it that was found in the end zone? That's how I you found it. You go right to Google yep. searches and you type in what was found and then you know how it starts to fill in yeah. possible Yes. Possibilities. Yeah. It even happens, I notice sometimes, like if I type in, if something is happening in the world, like if I typed in 49ers, it'll go, what was the final score? Mm -hmm. Right? It, it starts to fill it. It tries to guess. It also does some odd things because sometimes if I ask Google a question, then later on in my social media platforms, ads for those things start to pop up. Yeah. Which I don't like. It, it, it's kind of creepy because yeah. then I go, it's it's following me. What's, it knows yeah, what I want. Exactly. What's scary to me is exactly how it reads your mind. You <laughs> type in one word or one letter yes. in the uh, 
what you're going to find out, and it pops up exactly what you're going to have. Yes, that Google is smart. So I I saw this interesting article, some information, and it talks about, you know, how it autofills. Now, when you ask it certain questions, it autofills to what the most popular searches have been in some cases also. Sure. So in this case, though, I thought this was a great kind of little interesting article that uh, I found, and I went and did this myself, and this is what I found. If you type in, why do Catholics, just start with that, it'll automatically give you a list of options, which are the most searched for words that come after, why do Catholics? blank yeah okay oh i get you so yeah. i thought so i i just did this on the computer right now and it came up with this whole series of the <laughs> most popular yes. why do catholics questions gotcha. that people search yeah. for i think i know what one's going to be in there okay i'm the, uh, go, go ahead and guess give yeah, me your first guess the one Sorry. that always comes up in fact you hear this on catholic answers live the question why do catholics worship mary that is number one yeah. and actually it says why do catholics Pray to Mary. Pray to Mary. There you go. That is the number one search. Why do Catholics question? So, and we know within our Catholic faith, and it actually even follows tradition too, that we know with kings throughout the world, the mother was oftentimes the queen because the king had many wives and they couldn't keep putting all these queens in in the seat, but the mother retained the ear of her son. Mm -hmm. And so we believe of that in that special closeness, that bond between Christ and his mother Mary, so that we believe that, well, he has the ear, you know, his mother to his mother. So her intentions are brought to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So that's why we pray to Mary there in those go. ways. And 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 again, the same way that we pray for other saints and people. So, sure. Which is interesting because the second thing on the list is, why do Catholics pray to saints? To saints. Okay. And the same theory goes in the same way that we would ask David, if I were to have a problem, David, can you you know pray for me on this? We believe that the saints are always there before us and we can call on them to pray. Yeah. And here's the thing, especially about saints too, which is that a saint is anybody in heaven. And that is many, probably the vast majority of saints whose names aren't known. But there are these holy men and women whose by their virtue, we have given them the title of saint. We Mm -hmm. know that they're in heaven, which means they are before God in the beatific vision. Right. So they can bring those petitions to God also. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we Catholics, we cover it all. That's we right. pray to God, Jesus. We ask Mary to intercede for us. And then we ask the saints when we've got something important on our mind. That's interesting. So then it starts to get a little bit interesting after that. Mm-hmm. So it's the first th- couple of them have to do with pray. Praying to Mary. Why do we pray to saints? The next one, though, is interesting. Because I've never really given this one much thought. Right. Because it just seems so natural in our Catholic faith. Why do Catholics baptize babies? Mm. That is the third most often search. Why do Catholics baptize babies? Right. And so that got me to thinking, like, well, do I know that answer? Which is another good thing to Google this, because these are the top questions. So it seems like we as Catholics should know the answer. And... I don't know the exact story, but there was a Roman soldier who asked, I I think it was in Acts of the Apostles, or I, to 
come and baptize his family. Mm-hmm. And they went back to baptize the family. And it's presumed that it was the whole family, children, right. babies, family, all the family members. Mm-hmm. And so we as Catholics continue that. I'm sure that there is a more complete answer, but right. you know, it's that washing away of original sin. And yeah. we want to enter and get that grace for our infants now, as early as possible. Now, is the answer to that, you, you may not know the answer to this, but would the answer to that be in like, the Catechism of the Church. Oh, for sure. All right. I would not be able to give you numbers, but you know what we could do? Google baptism <laughs> in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Yeah. You get verse and answer. If you're doing Father Mike Schitt's uh, Catechism yeah. in a year, you're sure to run across that one for right. sure also. But uh, yeah, baptisms in, in church, I love them. Yeah, beautiful. I love them all. All right, so we're continuing today with this list of why do Catholics blank, if you were to Google search that. Now, this one is complex, and I'm not going to even attempt to give the full answer, but Mm -hmm. it says, why do Catholics believe in purgatory? Ah, yes, that's a good one. Why do Catholics? Because that's special to us. I believe Orthodox uh, churches also believe in that, but Protestant communities don't. They, you know... Once you die, it's and and salvation is there, and you go. But we have this little time in purgatory mm-hmm. spent, and uh, there are some writings in the Bible, in the Catholic Bible, that uh, I think reference this some. Uh, but it has to do with I think a letter of Saint Paul saying, "As I continue to work on my salvation upon death," he kind of wrote something like that, right. and that's what we realize is that yeah, there is a a, a type of purification that happens before we can. Uh, enter heaven. Sure. So there's one of them. And then this one was a uh, on the list too. They ask about confession, right? Which is another one. Why do Catholics go to confession? confession. It's a good right? one. What is the Bible tells us, you know, you tell your sins to one another. What is bound on heaven in heaven uh, is, is bound on earth or vice versa. Yeah. What is loosed in heaven is loosed on earth. Right. I mean, it's that whole story. And then the next one, before we go real quickly, why do Catholics eat fish on Fridays? <laughs> good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Why do we? Well, some people, uh, every Friday, it's a, it's a time of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So just spend a little time today. If you have, go to Google, type in, why do Catholics look at that list that they offer you? Make sure you know all those answers. There you go. We hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio as we pray the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy 
Hear and answer me. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. Hi, everyone. This is David from Mater Dei Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mater Dei Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a double shot to start the day on Mater Day Radio. It is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. Take one last look at your forecast today. We'll have decreasing clouds, a high of 45 degrees. Then some patchy fog. Could be freezing fog, by the way, overnight tonight, low of 36. And then again, patchy freezing fog, areas of fog. Then maybe partly sunny skies for Tuesday, high of 45 Wednesday, partly sunny, high of 49. So, hey, wow. look at that. Pretty Looks mild. Pretty good. Currently, 39 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today here is PJ Anderson and Rise. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Struggle to 
That is PJ Anderson and Rise. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, we made it through a Monday. We made it through Monday. Thank you so much for joining the Morning Blend. David and Brenda with you. We do appreciate it. Start of a new week. Think about it. We're heading to the end of January already. Isn't that something? It, it, that is incredible, especially once you start putting the two, the 20 numbers in the month. You go, yeah, yeah we're moving through. January 2023, uh, one month down, uh, 11 more to go. <laughs> there you go. That's how fast it goes through. It, it goes by so fast. So hope everyone has a wonderful day today. Looks like it's going to be a pretty nice day out there. Fantastic. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend, and we hope you all have a very blessed Monday.